This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Uh, wow. What a game. What a finish. Monday Night Football. Ouch. Illegal hands to the face. Illegal hands to the face twice in the last two minutes. Trey Flowers. Awful call, by the way. Awful call. And we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about refs because that's not what we do. But but we can say that we feel very bad for the Lions. They've had a few losses at the very end that have been very disappointing. The, and first of all, and again, to the Packers, even though they had beaten the Packers four straight before this game. But, well, Taylor, let's catch up. There's 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 so much to catch up on. I know you like my visor this week. Um, I, I there's really... he looks like he's going to a country club uh, tennis <laughs> match. I think you with like fifty year old men and they're bringing out their Sunday best. Well, I am getting older this week, so you are. I think it is it's his birthday. Quite appropriate. But we're going to save the birthday podcast for Thursday. We're definitely saving. There's nothing. Your birthday has been the entire last three weeks, really, right? We spent three weeks celebrating your birthday. It's only appropriate we would push mine off a little further, I think, here. But Uh, we'll spend three weeks on it. We will. So let's catch up. So we're going to talk a little bit about this Packers-Lions game. Packers, congrats. You've still only got one loss somehow in the season. Uh, The Lions, wow, they're in last place all of a sudden. We're going to spend some time on that. I know you might want to say a little something about the Niners-Rams game. Mm -hmm. You were a little interested in that Niners game, right? It's, it's the light that surrounds Jimmy Garoppolo. We're going to do that for sure. The Cowboys lost to the Jets. and Three I straight losses so to the Cowboys. So much to say about that, even though it's really the game they play this weekend that's going to matter so much more. Texans-Chiefs, there's a lot surrounding that game that we have to get to. Although it's not so much about the game that I want to talk to and more about... Two losses for the Chiefs. In a row, in Arrowhead. A ton to say about that. We've also got to take a very... Close look at fantasy. Very close fantasy, look. fantasy. We each had a fantasy. Which fantasy. Sam really went on a limb there with Christian McCaffrey. I don't know. It just came to me. I don't. That was. But wow. We will recap. Nostradamus we over here. We will recap. We're not going to do that now. We will recap, and then we finish. How do we finish each show? Yay or nay? Yay or nay? All right. Let's catch up. An NFL podcast with Taylor Bashotti and Sam Batesh. That's right. All right. So Taylor, let's just quickly get to this. Packers and Lions. What a game! Started with a bang for the Lions, even though they ended up kicking a field goal after that huge play. But what do you you think overall on this? I'll give the Packers credit in the fact that Aaron Rodgers got it done with Devontae Adams out. Again. Again. Yeah. And he has very few targets to go to. Scantling, Mm -hmm. our new favorite guy, MVS. Jamal Adams was back. Yeah, Geronimo Allison, who, by the way, got absolutely destroyed in this game. Unfortunate for him. But overall, I thought, yes, Rodgers did lead them down the field at the end. But, Taylor, what did you think about illegal hands? For the game to it was, end it was a terrible, terrible on a call. call, it just leaves such a terrible taste in your it mouth, really doesn't does. it? It really does. It really does. Yeah. There's really nothing that you can say to it about it. You know? It's I, just it's I mean, a the terrible. Lions, if I was a know. Lions fan, I would feel awful. I would feel completely robbed. 
we don't know if the Lions would have won the game had they not made that call. Because clearly, with about a minute and 50 seconds to go, the Packers likely would have been lining up for a field goal there. Crosby, who had hit all the any, If there's any, yeah. He likely would have put them in the lead there by a point. But the Lions would have had the ball back with over a minute and a half and no timeouts for Stafford to go down and drive for a field goal of his own on a night when Prater hit from 54 yards. So I'm sorry, that was the game, the call on Trey Flowers. And I know people are upset about the pass interference calls and they don't want everybody to review those anymore. And I'm fine with that. But when you're within two minutes, I think the only rule that we should have, Taylor, is this. And let me know if you agree. Review. If something feels egregious, somebody in somewhere, the box, out somebody River in the box, on, in New York, anywhere, just it. somebody I couldn't say, agree more. you know what? I think we both felt this way about the Saints-Rams game exactly. as well. Exactly. It, yeah. it didn't need to be about pass interference. The Saints-Rams wasn't about pass interference. It just needs to be that when a bad call is called if it's or awful, made if it's or awful. if there is a lack of call, it needs to be reviewed. If it's going to change the game based on you making and it this changes call people's, or not making this call, let's just be smart about it. It changes people's lives. It, it, yeah, it does. changes it it, their it jobs. Really this it, is about somebody absolutely. keeping a job as a head coach or not. And that's a case... Certainly tonight, certainly in the NFC Championship game where you can just clearly say, you know what, we're just going to enact the common sense rule and we're going to say, you know what, that wasn't a legal hands to the face. Sorry. He had him up around the collar. No big deal. And you and I were both looking at it and you thought, you and I both thought that it was the other way around, potentially. I I, I thought Bakhtiari had his hands up and it could have been Even worse than them calling a legal hands to the face. It should have been the other way around. We are going to say this much. As an Eagles fan with my cute white Eagles visor on tonight. I wouldn't go as far to say as cute i think i think the whole look head to toe i think we're gonna go with cute Oof. on this one but your girlfriend is sitting next to you and she's ali's not as thrilled about the she's visor, cringing ringo really likes the visor and ringo's got his hands his little paws covering his eyes he's so he, disgusted he with can't it stand the visor it's okay we're gonna keep the visor it's gonna last into another year for me uh i will say this much the packers at five well, and one ali might not be sitting there after a year this is this is true We'll see. We'll, we'll get a vote overall at some point, maybe on social media, on the visor. But Packers at 5-1, and one, Taylor. To me, impressive team. As an Eagles fan, I kind of like that the only blemish on their No, I think, I think the Packers look the good. Eagles. I mean, Aaron Rodgers looks good. Aaron Jones looks good. The Packers defense is the most improved defense in the NFL this season. They get tons of pressure on the quarterback. So that's where they're they, – they could definitely go for a late – a late run. Oh, I think they're a team that can win multiple playoff games. I also think the relationship with LaFleur and Rodgers, you'd have to mm-hmm. say, so far... Has been great. Is that the most surprising thing we've seen this season, perhaps? Outside, I mean, maybe the Niners being undefeated could be You the can most tell that Aaron but... Rodgers looks so frustrated just with his receiving core, though. He's, he he's is, hitting you know them in the but face look, with balls. The fact that you hit a receiver in the face and it turns into an interception the other way... That can be upsetting. But then you saw Rodgers encouraging his teammates on the sideline when they were down two. And you saw, and what I said to you is I said, there's no time to hold a grudge here because he just went back to the same receiver that just dropped a pass. He is absolutely learning something this season, which I think is patience more than anything else. He's learning patience from Matt LaFleur. Maybe that's what it is. And I know he had frustration with McCarthy, had brought him up again last week. I think this is a new Aaron Rodgers who, by the way, the Packers aren't leaning on necessarily, and here they are. No, not at all. They were running the ball more last week than they even passed. So, All right, before we get to a game I know you want to dive into, I've just got to tell you about one thing, by the way, and this is Ship Station, S-I-H-I-P. 
ShipStation.com, the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. No matter what you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. Right now, listeners to Let's Catch Up can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use the offer code BLUE. No risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Visit ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in blue. ShipStation.com. Enter the offer code blue. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. No, Taylor. S-H-I-P, not S-H-I, whatever else you were thinking. (laughs) ShipStation. No, I wasn't. But you're so passionate about ShipStation that you're scaring the dog yet again first with the visor and now with your okay, uh, Ringo, ship station Ringo, passion. I apologize I, I just I'm excited about what happened in this game but I know you're more excited we're talking about the NFC here and the yeah Packers I'm more excited about a certain team okay all right look this I, I'm gonna just give that you the floor here on it Niners at the Rams. Niners Rams and I think that this past weekend we saw that the Niners are for real this was their first major test in the Rams first division game and probably their biggest test of the season to this point. And they held the Rams to seven points or fewer, which is the third time in the Sean McVay era that they've ever done that. Their how, defense, front seven, looks incredible. Passing yards. And it what really isn't about. What in the world happened there? The Niners absolutely. Shut them down. As my friend likes to say, shut the water off. On the Rams. They really did. I mean, they turned their water off. There was nothing the Rams could do on offense outside of Henderson, who, by the way, ran the ball very well when he had it. So give the Rams some credit there and that Todd Gurley was out. Fine. But but I'm Jared sorry. Goff could not get going at all. They the, had zero third down conversions. Zero. I'm going to let you talk a little bit here about Jimmy Garoppolo. And but I think that the, the more most Im- impressive team in the NFC. The, the more impressive aspect of the 49ers as much as I don't like saying it I wish it was Jimmy but it's their defense their defensive line their second George Kittle's finally back to where he was last season but I think you just hit it the Niners defense all of a sudden is scary I mean this is Mm -hmm. Jim Harbaugh level Niners defense and Richard Sherman who last year was coming off the Achilles and had anyone would say a down year. It almost looked like he was done and had nothing left. He is a defensive leader on this team. We talked about the handshake last week, whether that was real with Baker Mayfield or not, whether it motivated the guys or not. It clearly worked in that game. Mm-hmm. He played well yet again against the Rams. And he, I know, is a big voice in that locker room. He's a defensive leader for that team. And they have clearly all bought in. Kyle Shanahan is pressing all the right buttons for that team. And again, you've mentioned it, the run game also, right? Yeah, they've got a, they've got a dual. They've got a dual threat and yeah. maybe even a three-headed monster there mm-hmm. with that running game. Breda, Tevin Coleman. So They are a scary, and Mustard, by the way, that is a scary team to stop. But, and also another question here is what do you think this means for the Rams? For the Rams, that it's three in a row now going in the opposite direction. I thought the Thursday night football loss in Seattle was quite explainable out of the Rams. I, I'm sorry, but the Rams, to me, if they had won that game, that field goal by the Rams, if they make that field goal in Seattle, the season looks entirely different than it does. 
I think if the Rams can hold on to that game in Seattle, all of a sudden they look like, okay, they're in charge of this division. And instead now, when you look at two home losses... You're you're questioning Jared Goff as a quarterback. There was 10 first downs, 165 total yards, 56 passing yards, zero third down conversions in that game. It was ugly on Without Todd Gurley, there was really no run game. But something different is happening with this Rams team. And I think it comes down to the offensive line. Everyone wants to look at Todd Gurley. Everyone wants to say, what's going on with Goff? What's going on with Gurley? Is McVay no longer as creative? But the bottom line is, Goff doesn't have time to pass the ball, to survey the field, and they're not getting their running backs to the second level. Because frankly, I think Malcolm Brown can run the ball in this league. I think Henderson is an exciting rookie who could be running the ball. But the offensive line, the loss of Saffold right now, this offensive line does not look like they're at the point that they were on the team that went to the Super Bowl. And that's the big difference for this team. Another notable thing is Joe Notebooms out for the year with a knee injury. This is the Rams certainly have serious issues, but it's not what people continue to look at. And I'm sorry, the Niners might be just might be Which truly is music the best to Sam's ears in that division. And somebody did. said that a little birdie said that <laughs> Sam called the Niners to win to win the division. Yeah, I did. I, I thought they would you win did. the NFC West. I didn't think the Seahawks would be this good. I thought the Rams might take a step back. And at this point, I'm still surprised at what we've seen. But that brings us, speaking of the NFC, to one other team I want to discuss from the NFC, Taylor, and I know you do also. The Cowboys and Jets game, and I want you to get to that in just a second because I know you've got something very, very important to tell me. So Did the Cowboys crazy, really lose crazy. the Jets? Following a team you love in 2019 can be time-consuming, just like it's time-consuming for Sam to follow Dak Prescott. Trying to follow everything happening in sports is almost impossible. Scrolling through every app and visiting every website on a daily basis is impossible. That's why I subscribe to Axios Sports, the best free daily newsletter in the land. When you sign up for free at sports.axios.com, you'll get the best stories from the NBA, NFL, to cricket and ping pong and everything in between. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the friend sharing an amazing link with your buddies. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free curated sports content del- delivered directly to you. Sign up at sports.axios.com. Again, try for free, free 99 at sports.axios.com. Sam has to wake up at 4 a.m. for the herd with Colin Coward every morning, and this is the first website it's or so first easy. inbox no, no. that he reads in the morning. It just comes right to me. Like I said, this is essentially the Postmates of producing. It just simply shows up at my door. It's easy. Check it out, sports.axios.com. All right, Cowboys and Jets. Cowboys and Jets, Cowboys and Jets. Wow. What Who a game. saw this coming? Okay, so in my visor, I, I saw the Eagles with a terrible loss to the Vikings on Sunday, and then I, I assumed the Cowboys would be a game I know, ahead I didn't even text you after that loss. No, it was I thought bad. about it. I like wrote the text out, and then no, I deleted, it. and then thank I wrote you. it out, and then I deleted, and I thought, thank you, you know what? Allie's got it covered. Yeah, thank you for saving that. Allie was right there through the misery that that was. But you saved the text for later, which was fine, and at that point, I felt a little healed because of what happened. Cowboys and Jets, Taylor, what was your big takeaway from that game? Darnold's first Sam game Darnold. Back. Sam Darnold is a key difference maker on that team. Obviously, Luke Falk, who has now been They cut him. That's what they, that's what they thought of Luke Falk, their quarterback beforehand. Once Darnold came back, they cut him. But what did you... So you overall took from this game Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, but also... Cowboys. 
I think that it was overreaction for everybody to think that the Cowboys were as good as they were. Ezekiel Elliott really wasn't even a big component in their offense the first three games. Now he has stepped up, but Dak doesn't look as good as he once did. Ezekiel Elliott, without their two uh, left guard, well, no, their they two, had a left tackle, yeah, and, a left right tackle, tackle and right tackle out, um, he still ran for over 100 yards. So really, it kind of falls on Dak in terms of getting that offense going. Okay. Uh, you've said it many times that I may be addicted to Dak, and this is true. I am. Like I said, I constantly find myself on Sundays or Sunday nights or Thursday nights or Monday, I constantly find myself watching a Dak Prescott game, which means absolutely everything. And it's not just because I'm an Eagles fan. It's because I'm a football fan. He is playing in these games that mean so much every week. And I guess it's because of the America's team thing. I'm not sure. But there I was again watching Dak Prescott on Sunday. But it's but like, it seemed like the most meaningful game because he was losing this time. In a game that everyone assumed they would just win against the Jets, and yet they had to come back to even make it interesting. What did you think about the two-point conversion attempt at the end, by the way? You no didn't bueno. love that, right? You didn't love that? I mean, they had stormed all the way back. Again, by the way, speaking of penalties, six straight flags thrown on that final drive for the Cowboys to get in the end zone, which is gross, gross, gross. Six straight penalties called. I don't need that at all. But they get down there. They don't get the two-point conversion. But, but it's another situation where Dak doesn't do anything impressive or miraculous. He's no... He's not the difference that you want him to be. To me, as I said, what's, what's the number one thing I say about Dak? He is in every game. He yes. is consistently and he in never every makes game. a wrong decision. And I don't he doesn't ever he make a great play, but he doesn't ever make a bad play. Correct. So in a game in which Ezekiel Elliott gives you as much as he does... You would like to see Dak make that subtle difference and be the better quarterback on the field. But the reality was Darnold was the better quarterback throughout that entire game. And again, Dak was not the difference maker. And now Sunday night, you've got the season on the, not on the line, but all of a sudden the Eagles the and the Cowboys the are right there. And NFC neither East, have done yeah. anything yet. They're both three and They're three. Both tied. It's as if it's a completely clean slate for both of these teams. And here they are. And by the way, Taylor, what do you think of what Doug Peterson said about this game, which today they're calling it a guarantee. What did you think of what Doug Peterson said before the game? I, I, I didn't even see it at all. I just read about it. It, 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 was, it was interesting. It wasn't exactly a guarantee. I think it was more confidence. And he did make a prediction about the outcome. Saying that they were going to win. He just said, look, we're going to look at this team a lot differently after Sunday night when we go into Dallas and win the game. Somewhat of a guarantee, somewhat. I think it, it's certainly motivation, but I think it's also motivation for the Eagles as well. I'm sure the Cowboys could use it as motivation. But I want to get to something else, Taylor, because I know you've got thoughts on this game as well. And this, I thought, was going to be the game of the day on Sunday, the Texans and the Chiefs. The Chiefs were yeah. coming off their first loss of the season to the Colts. Two a game, in a row. A game in which we didn't think there was any panic. We thought the Colts game was, okay, we can understand that. Time of possession battle, they completely lost it. But mm -hmm. the defense didn't look awful in giving up 19 points to the Colts. But now, back-to-back -back losses. What was your takeaway from that Texans and Chiefs game, two in a row in the loss column at Arrowhead for the Chiefs? So before this game, we kind of like mapped it out, and we said that the Lions had the, the blueprint. blueprint for how to beat the Chiefs. And then we said, okay, well, what does this mean? Can other teams kind of just follow that blueprint? We said, no, I mean, it's going to take them to actually execute it. But they did. 
And then now the Texans did it again. And how they're beating them is through time of possession and controlling the clock. If you it's keep really Mahomes as simple as that. On the sideline, you can win these games. Now, I'm going to take it a step further in this game because I made a bold prediction to start the season. I thought Deshaun Watson was going to be the MVP of this season. And I'd say to this point, we'd all have to say Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson with 17 total touchdowns. Russell no Wilson or Christian McCaffrey. I would say Russell Wilson's the MVP. I will say this much. We're only through six weeks. I think Deshaun Watson still, I'm going to say it, he will be the MVP. He was in this game with the reigning MVP, and he mm-hmm. outplayed him. Will Fuller dropped three would-be touchdown passes in this game, and Deshaun Watson found the way to be the better quarterback on this particular day against Mahomes and the Chiefs. I was thoroughly impressed with Deshaun Watson. I think he's got the entire repertoire. I like what he does. Overall, for you, Taylor, who would you say, though, is your MVP to this point in the season? It usually goes to quarterbacks. Sure. And so it's leaning towards a Russell Wilson, but I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey. Okay, really? Okay, interesting, because I know you watched a lot of that Seahawks-Browns game as well. I know you liked Russell Wilson there. But you're saying Christian McCaffrey? I am. Okay, that is a, an extremely natural transition. Every single team that faces him knows the one guarantee is that they're going to be running the ball a lot. It's a different team Christian, with Kyle Allen. Not only just running it, but Christian. just guard Christian. He's a receiver and a running back. And yet defenses can't do it. They can't really stop him. He's on pace to break pretty much every record. Well, and he's also he's going to break Chris Johnson's record of 2,000, which I never thought I would see. Chris Johnson that year for the Titans, every time he touched the ball, it seemed like he was going 80 yards. And you're right, Christian McCaffrey now, these teams know that it's going to them. So I think it's a perfect transition to something we did last week. Fantasy, fantasy, Taylor. Now, this is before we go to yay or nay. Fantasy, fantasy. This drives let's me crazy because when he was telling me about the rules to this game. Well, let's just explain what it was. Okay. The simple rules as you understand them to fantasy, fantasy was. people that you think are going to really go off this, this week. Okay. So yes. when somebody says that to you, you think, okay, so somebody that's not a guarantee like Christian McCaffrey. Well, no, look, look, let, let's, let's set this up. Okay. So fantasy, Like the fantasy, Patriots defense. This was a game that crazy cousin Jack decided we should play. He's listened to the podcast. He's enjoyed the podcast. He had a few notes for oh us at God. Let's Catch he Up a, NFL. He had an entire... At Let's Catch Up NFL on that Instagram an, page. Like, Crazy Cousin Jack wrote us uh, a thesis statement. He did. He went line by line through everything we've said and had a, a dictionary worth so, of notes for us. But he also had a great suggestion, which is that we play a game called Fantasy Fantasy. And you picked, I thought, two tremendous players this week. Mm-hmm. You had Matt Ryan. Who, going against the up, Cardinals. In, up until this point, had not Correct. He was, really he, done well. You're right. He uh, was not a top five quarterback. Nope. Until yeah, he played, now he played he's, excellent in the second now half. Now he's a top five quarterback also, after this week. Uh, Mark Ingram, you also took going up against the Also Bengals. not a top five running back no. so far this season. So I, I calculated. I went through a, th- a few different fantasy sites, and I put it in the calculator. He and really it looks like, dug deep and came up with Christian McCaffrey. So you had Matt The Ryan. number one rusher I had in the league Watson. so far <laughs> you had mark ingram i went with Christian and, then he, and then he went even deeper and picked out his um mvp of the year with deshaun watson, deshaun okay, watson. So, so if you want why don't we say this 
Now, technically, I won for those keeping score, which we, you know, I think that's a fantasy. How many did you win by, by the way? You should have won by an astronomical amount. It was 52 to 45. So if you want, if you want, we will call this a wash for fantasy fantasy. Crazy Cousin Jack, do not count this one. This was just a warm-up. This was just for us to show people what the game And moving was. forward, you cannot take Christian McCaffrey. Well, he's off the board now for me. I think that should also be part of the game. Once you choose somebody, they are no longer available to you. That's, that's Why don't we great, say that? Is that fair? That's amazing. So I just lost McCaffrey. In a week that he was not amazing, by the way, I lost McCaffrey, and you now have him available if you would like, if you want to cheat and take him for the I'll next I'll take time. him any week. We will get to that at some point. But now it is time, Taylor, for the big finish with yay or nay. And this one this week, now remember how yay or nay works, all right? We make a big, bold statement about what we've seen, and we decide whether that is yay or nay, and we are going to start with you, Taylor. I'm going to tee you up on one, which I think you're really going to like on this. I think you're absolutely going to love this for yay or nay this week, and I know it involves someone that you think is mildly interesting on the field, but uh, how about this? Uh, The Niners, Taylor... Oh, I think he's interesting team. off the field as well. The Niners are the best team in the NFC, yay or nay? I mean, look, we saw the Packers play on Monday Night Football. They're 5-1. and one. Clearly, the Niners are undefeated. But are they truly the best team in the NFC? Because, look, the Seahawks are worth talking about. The Niners are in the conversation. Yes. The Packers are in the conversation. The winner of the Cowboys-Eagles game. I'm saying yes. You're going yay? I'm going yay. Yay Niners. Yay Niners. Undefeated. Undefeated and the best Niners. best team truly in the NFC. Not the Packers. Defenses the win championships. Not the Saints, but the Niners. Uh-huh. Okay, that's fine. All right, what do you got for me? Go for it. The Cowboys losing streak will reach four games. <sighs> yay or nay? Uh, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to say yay. Now, I, I want to preface this with, despite the visor, I haven't liked the way the Eagles have played the Cowboys in the Doug Peterson-Carson Wentz era. The Cowboys actually have more wins against the Eagles in this era. So you Dak think has the played Eagles very well, and the Eagles have not are going to beat the Cowboys in I do. The Dallas. Eagles have not beaten the Cowboys with Zeke yet. They've beaten them in a game without Zeke. They have not beaten them with Zeke, but I think they will get that but win for the, the first Eagles time. But the Eagles run defenses it's been tremendous Top this season, and as awful as they were against Minnesota, and they certainly let Diggs do whatever he want, again, they kept Dalvin Cook fairly in check. Yeah. And I think a team that gets kicked around the way the Eagles did I'll agree respond. with you on that one. So, all right, Taylor, I've got another one for you here. The Saints are better with Teddy Bridgewater than Drew Brees. No. Yay or nay? Nay. Yeah, uh, I think that's a quick nay, although it's worth noting that they have not, they have not missed a beat. And mm-hmm. in a game in which they They're score similar only 13 style points, quarterbacks, Teddy Bridgewater has gotten the job done. Uh, it would be far different if Drew Brees was out there. I, I think you're right. I think their offense would look a lot different. I, I, although I think, again, run, you know, again, the offense probably runs a little more through Kamara this way. Mm-hmm. And it has been the secret to success for them. I can't believe they haven't lost a game. No, I can't either. We actually sat here and mapped out which games we thought they were going to win and lose and how they would stay in the division. I said if they could maybe win two games with Teddy Bridgewater, they'll be okay. They'll still be alive for the division. And instead, they're vying for the one And Teddy Bridgewater has played amazing in the adversity they overcame to get to where he is now. It's incredible. I can't believe it. All right. What do you have for me? Give him credit. 
Kirk Cousins is worth $84 million. Kirk Cousins, yay or nay. I'll say this much. Kirk Cousins had never thrown four touchdown passes in a game. No, he's had a heck of a last two games. He, it seems like he's listening to us and everyone else out there who keeps claiming that he's not us. worth the money. And I'm sure he's listening to Let's Catch Up. And you can follow us at Let's Catch Up NFL, Kirk. And I know you are already. But Subtle plug. I'll say this much. Kirk Cousins has the Vikings right in the mix in this NFC North. Which, no, absolutely. Which, which has been a tremendous division. The but Lions all of a sudden are in last Kirk place. Cousins should have the Vikings in this position, considering all the weapons that are around him. He's got a strong O-line. He's got a strong running back. And he's got the best wide the, receiver. One duo. of the best running backs. And he's got, yeah, arguably, arguably the best, the best wide, wide receiver, receiver duo. duo in the league. And certainly when Diggs plays like that, he should be. But I'm going to say that Kirk Cousins is worth $84 million. I think he is a competent quarterback in this league. His his contract soon will not be breaking the bank. It, it's not. Well, it Sam, take I want you to pay me my salary. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to say he's worth it. I guess I'm going to say it in this moment. Again, it's I can't tough. imagine what you'd think I'd be worth. Taylor, it's, it's, it's just a blank check. It's just a <laughs> blank check for whatever so you'd sweet. like. All right, here's a good one for you. Taylor, Baker Mayfield can't see down the field, yay or nay? <laughs> I mean, I'm the one that pointed this out after the 49ers game because I said that when you were watching him, I've always watched him on on TV and watching him on the field level. It was interesting to see. Keep in mind, he's going up against one of the top two defenses in the Yarnay, league. What do you got? Yarnay, he can't see. Down he the field. could not see down the field with that 49ers defense. You were there in San Francisco. I was there in San for Francisco. The ugliest game of the season for them. Yes. And he could not see down the field. He couldn't get their offense moving at all. But I love Baker, and I don't think that this is indicative. Okay, so you're saying nay. You're going to say nay. And a grand, you know, three interceptions, and and certainly the final one not his fault on Sunday. Uh, I'm glad you said nay there. I, I think Baker is going to be a tremendous quarterback in this league. They're certainly struggling right now to figure things out. Maybe it's Freddie Kitchens. We're not really yeah. sure what they're doing with the offensive personnel. The offensive line has not protected him very well, and I don't think his receivers did him any favors on Sunday. And frankly, if Russell Wilson is going to be the MVP of the year, we're not going to look back on that as a terrible loss either. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you got for me, yay or nay, Taylor? The Lions will finish in last place in the NFC North. You know, it's funny. Had the Lions won the game on Monday night against the Packers, who are now 5-1, and one, they would actually have been in first place. Instead, they fall to last. It really comes down to whether I think the Bears or the Lions will be the worst team in this division, because I do think the Vikings have figured something out. Although, Kirk Cousins does not play well in prime time, so that will be much different when they're not playing a string of 1 o'clock games. I'm going to say the Lions are not going to finish in last place. I actually still think, think the, the Vi- no, I think the Bears or the Vikings will finish in last place in this division. I, I do believe in what Matt Patricia is doing. I think his addition of the Patriot way, he's trying to infuse it slowly. I see it happening. The way they started the game against the Packers was impressive. I can see something happening there with Matt Patricia. I think the team is different this season. I like what I'm seeing, and I really, I, I still think the Bears have a lot to prove. Okay, well, I'm going to throw one more at you. So, that right. you don't. What do you got? You Go for it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, yeah, are you yeah, ready you for got? it? Yes. Are you ready for it? Always. Taylor Swift. Um, Mitchell Trubisky will be the Bears quarterback next season. Yay or nay, Mitch Trubisky will be the Bears quarterback next season. I'm going to say yay, and here's why. I think Nagy knows what to do with Trubisky. And I don't think they're going – are they going to draft a quarterback? Are they going to trade for a quarterback? Is Chase Daniel going to be their quarterback? I think I think Nagy knows how to win with Trubisky. But how come they didn't oh, – how come he hasn't really been doing that? Well, first of all, he okay, – Chase so Daniel was in last week. He, Chase Daniel was in. They didn't beat the Raiders. 
I think they, I think this is still a team that can win with Mitch Trubisky. They showed it last season in winning the division, in hosting a playoff game. If not for the double doink, they win that game. They're a game away from the NFC Championship game. I mean, I thought Trubisky even put themselves in position to win that game against the Eagles in the playoffs. I think Nagy knows what he's doing. I, I really do, Taylor. I really do. Okay, now one more for you here, Yaren A, before we get out of here. Cam Newton will not play another game for the Panthers this season, yay or nay? I'm going to say yay. Wow. Dunzo. That's a big one because, frankly, he's, he's healthy. He's on his way back. I know they haven't lost Without him, they were 0-2 so why, with why him. So why are you going to take a quarterback I, that's I, winning? I, yeah, I just think because it's not as if Kyle Allen is setting the world Kyle on fire. Kyle Allen is, he's sure, he's well. turning the ball over a lot, but he's also getting the ball down the field, which is something that Cam Newton And he's utilizing not their doing. weapons. He really is. All right, Taylor, I'm going to give you one quickie just before we go here because, basically because we wrote it down and we thought about it, and it's an important one. The Chiefs will not make it back to the AFC Championship game, yay or nay. Nay, they're going to make it back to the AFC Championship. Really? I think so, yeah. Okay, I'm going nay on that. Really? I think it'll be more fun at this point to see something interesting happen well, there. And I don't, it could I don't be really more love, fun. Yeah, I just I don't know. I don't love what I'm seeing. I, although The Mahomes Chiefs' defense injured, is improved from last year. But still not good enough. Mm. But still not good enough. They cannot stop the run, and it is going to hurt them. It is going to hurt them. And right now... Uh, look. I just think that they need to learn how to control the clock a little better, get the time of possession. Yeah, time of possession two to one it's just, in favor yeah. of the opponent is not going to work not week to work. work. That's it. All but right. it's because of how efficient Patrick Mahomes is. Taylor, I think that's a bag of chocolate chip cookies over there. Oh. Do you, no, it is. Do you know what this is? This is a bag of chocolate chip cookies. Right here. Thank you so much. So, um, so on that note, let's, yeah, let's catch up catch on up. Thursday. I think so. Let's you know, let's just see what's in this bag here. It looks, and, it uh, looks, oh, and cookie dough. Yeah, you see this? Do you see what happens? Yeah. By the end of this year's podcast, Taylor is going to weigh in <laughs> at two twenty. Let's catch up. Yeah or nay? <laughs> nay. <laughs> <laughs>